Welcome back to the Podcast Chronicles. I am one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chaz Chart. And we are here today for our very first movie slash film. It is the Dawn of the Deep Soul, a Made in Abyss... Uh, movie 3. Yeah, movie 3. That's what we do. We start with the third movies. Yep. And just so we can clear it off right off the top, Chaz... Is this a movie or a film? I would have to go with a film. You're giving sir. it film status. I'm gonna give I'll, it film status. I'll tag you. I'll tag along on that. I'll give it a film status as well. Yes. Yeah, so it turns out we're doing this movie because it is the only one through my research that I found that takes place after season one of the show. Um, it's canon. And. In a typical Ronnie Chaz move, what we've decided to do here is cover a movie that's not even on a legit streaming so, site in the U.S. Well, here's the thing. I will not pirate your films slash movies unless I have to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do. I would have rented it. I would have gladly watched it on the Netflix. I would have gladly rented it off Amazon Prime. But no, you don't have it on there. And that's a we- The season one was like... Did is it not considered an Amazon Prime original? Original. So I guess the film it being uh, in the film theaters that it we couldn't have any. It came out a year ago. There was no contract made up to help clear this. It's not a very good business model, is my point. It's not, and this is where I have a problem with the Japanese. They do, Whoa. they do things like this, and. They don't understand that the West loves these things. Right. They could make so much more money. If they got to they... make them more accessible. Yeah. Hey, that, that's what Netflix's whole model is. Easily accessible, people will pay for it. If it's not, they're just going to pirate it. And that's exactly what we did. Anime, it's blowing up. You know, more It's almost more, a little too much. More and more people are getting into it, and it needs to be accessible. That way they can find our podcast and we get rich. That's what I'm in it for. Not for yes. fun, not for enjoyment rich. of uh, programs. I'm in it to get fucking filthy rich. Dude, we're almost there, too. We are, we are. getting there. Um, but no, I went. I just typed in, I don't even, you had watched it first somehow. Um, I just typed in Made in Abyss Movie Online Free. Found the first site that was going to do that. Had to click through about um, 932 yep. ads that led me to other websites. Eventually got it started and just stayed there. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with me too. Um, and it's sad that I could not have rented it on Amazon and contributed to Bezos to a trillion. Now, I don't know how many people actually do it. What we could have done, I think, is we could have... Uh, if we listen to any of those hundreds of ads that podcasts slash Instagram slash YouTube videos try and force down our throats with the secure VPN thing, I think we could have weaseled our way into Netflix because I think it's oh, on yeah. Netflix, just not in the States. In Japan. But guess what? I am not the type of, you know, if I see an ad, even I say if I think that's going to be helpful to my livelihood, I think no, not nope. doing it. Not doing it. You're always about your livelihood. Because then I become an ad myself, and I won't have it. Life is an ad. I've always said that. With that being said, mine was uh, dubbed. Was yours? Oh, my God. No. Yours was subbed? Yes, it was subbed. Really? Oh, my gosh. You missed the best parts, where they go, kawaii, and they say things like that. Well, that's, yeah, completely unneeded. 
Um, yeah, I got in. It was dubbed. I was kind of surprised considering I was like, wow, here I am watching a dubbed movie that's not even in America. That's um, interesting. But there was no way I was backing out of it and clicking through 92 more ads to find a sub. I just rode with it. Which is also because Amazon it didn't even have a choice for dub, right? Yeah, it did. It did? Of course it did, Ronnie. Well, don't say it like that. Because yeah, well, I'm going to say it like that. OFC it did, Ronnie. Also, now, the, how, how was the... It would just be OC. How has... That's unless, not... Unless that's, you were saying of fucking course. Well, that was what I was trying to say. <laughs> and, and in that case, W-Y-L. Watch your language. How are the dubbed voice actors of the show? Uh, everyone was good except Rico got on my nerves. Oh, really? Yeah, because don't you? I mean, you've watched enough dub stuff, don't you? Just know the type of yep. acting that that just familiar. Uh, just so high pitched and how was fake. how was Bondrude? Bondrude was pretty badass. I gotta be really? honest. Yeah, you good one. Yeah, I like. I can see that. Um. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. We pretty much pick up right where we left off. Uh, the gang descends further down in layer five. They come to the field of eternal flowers. Anything you like that name? <sighs> eternal. Yeah. I... All right. Chaz got a lot of thoughts there. Let's keep it moving. Um this is also the field that Reg imagined the pickaxe in from season one. That's what I was going to say. Why I'm so confused here. He's obviously been here before. I'm not, I, I think it's not him imagining. I think that's memories. You know how his memories are. Really? Were okay. That's what I'm kind of come to the conclusion of. And you think the pickaxe was there? Yeah. Interesting. I think after watching this film that Reg was a person that went to the bottom and somehow got this contraption lost his memory and got sent back up so he's already completed this task and now he's helping rico do it and that's why he has memories of all these like different things interesting okay yeah i mean i hope that it's something like you're talking about because it's weird for because when you see that you're like oh well this is this is just foretelling to things that are going to happen down the road like the field of eternal flowers is going to be a big deal. And then, I mean, it was kind of something, but not huge in the grand scheme of things. And what I'm afraid of is, you know, how later on in the film, Bondrude uh, refers to Reg as a relic. And I think he's been referred to as a relic before. Right. What I'm kind of afraid of is everybody that does these missions and gets to the bottom just turns into a relic. And it's the mission. There's never really the the abyss just turns you into something that it wants you to be, just to lure more people in, and it's like sucking the life force out of people. And as we see later, no spoilers or anything. But well, if you is, haven't seen the movie, don't listen. That's to true. This. Okay, as we see later, <laughs> somebody does turn into a white whistle, so makes me think that maybe that is what's what's going on here. Okay, interesting thoughts. Um, we see him do like, he zooms in with his eyes. Have we seen him do that before? I don't think so. Do you think they were actually, they were showing us that that's what he was doing, right? It wasn't I, some weird editing yeah, thing? I think. Because yeah. he does it the one time, then he doesn't do it again. So I thought that was kind of weird. We meet one of Bondrude's minions, and I wrote this down. These guys are the, uh, Umbrahands. Umbrahands, yep. 
Okay. And you know what's cool about that is Bondrud has... But, sorry, keep that thought. Someone probably heard that page turn. Yeah, Ronnie's... Uh, I had to watch the film on my laptop, so did a little handwritten notes. No big wow. deal. Going back to the Stone Ages. Hold on. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Uh, all right. What I was trying to say... Is that chair okay? The Umbra hands. What's cool about this is that Bondrud's whistle is hands connecting together. Just a little tidbit that... Nice. That you picked <laughs> up on? Okay. I like it. And just when you thought this series couldn't get any more fucked... This is a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, because, I mean, after we watched... After we watched the end of season one, I didn't know if it could get worse. This movie outdoes itself. Congratulations. And it starts off pretty quick as the insects feed themselves to people to keep them alive while the other insects feed off the live being. Which is just a next level fucked thinking oh it's just that by the way that the fill does look absolutely stunning and beautiful mm-hmm. i would be the dummy that just frolics around in this field and oh. just gets torn to shreds from the inside you see a field like this you gotta frolic but no i don't do well anytime i see flowers insects oh. crawling in and out of people's holes Bee holes and eye holes and eye holes, mouth holes, nostril holes. That one yeah. really gets to me. Don't which like none it. of them would have crawled through yours because you well, haven't deviated. Septum. If they went through the left nostril, they would have had a pretty clear pass. But that right one to turn around, dead end. Do you think like they're they know what they're doing in there? Like when they're in there, they know like oh I got to eat this, I got to eat that, or they just oh yeah for sure it's um it's nature, dude. Nature will always find a way. And nature just, they've got a sixth sense about stuff like that. You know what's crazy too? Obviously they're keeping them alive, but if you ever find a dead body that's been dead for mm-hmm. a while in a field yeah. of flowers, more than likely there's just bugs crawling in and out. I'll tell a quick story. One time I was riding my four-wheeler, um, you know, grew up as a kid riding four-wheelers. Oh, badass. Wheeling around. Yeah. And uh, God, I, I remember was, just straddling you on the back of that thing after oh, baseball yeah. games, just... Just my holding dick on. just right. You know, we were becoming young men. Our bodies were changing, and you were just hitting bumps, and why, I was just why was rubbing on. I, you used to tell me that that was your you, you would carry around a flashlight. I'm like, dude, it's yeah. 12 p.m. Well, the funny thing is, you had four four wheelers. You said, would you like to drive one? I said, no, I'll just I'll ride with you. Yeah, you're always like, I'll, I'll keep my flashlight in here just in case we go in a dark tunnel. And I'm like, dude, it's 12 p.m. We're in my backyard. Yeah, it was always so weird to think about. Like it's it's you know it's a good amount of land. It's not that big. There's no tunnels. <laughs> yeah, tunnels. What the hell? I don't think I've ever been through a tunnel, besides in a car. You know. Yeah. Um, we but should yeah. go through more tunnels. But keep going. I rode around in my four wheeler. You know, I was just booming, vrooming, doing all that junk, and I noticed that there was like a uh, a dead substance on the trail that I go through. Okay. I was like, what the Interesting heck? Interesting for you to call it a substance. Continue. It's like, what the heck is this? So I pull up, I get off, and I'm like slowly creeping towards it. It was what I believe to be one of the neighbor's cats. Were you wearing a helmet? Yeah. I still had the helmet on. Okay. Because you never know when something's going to When you're in nature, you. yeah. Keep yeah. the helmet on. So I'm walking up to it, and I'm like, I notice it's the neighbor's cat. Okay. And this cat was a very large cat. It's not like it was a little kitty. 
So I get up closer to it and I grab Got a, a stick. Got a feeling that it's a good thing to say, hey, animal lovers, you might want to skip forward a few minutes, keep going. So I grab a stick and poke it. Yeah. And there's just maggots coming all out of the eyes and crawling all over this thing. I mean, and its mouth was wide open, spewing out of the mouth. So, okay. needless to say, this animal had been uh, deceased for okay. probably a few days. Just a disgusting sight to see. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I got back on my four-wheeler, ran over it, just kept riding, and just, I didn't run over it. But I went over it, I told my dad, I was like, Daddy, there's a cat out there, it's dead, and there's bugs everywhere. And he's just like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? He's like, so don't it stayed touch there. it. Yeah, so I didn't touch it, it stayed there, and eventually I saw the bones of it. Like That's how quick nature is. It was just a few days later, it was mm-hmm. just skeleton, because they just ate the shit out of it. Yep. So. One more quick thing about how nature has, you know, six cents. You, you ever gonna have to die from an animal? I'm picking a jungle cat. Uh-huh. They, they know to go for the Straight neck, for the and neck. they know to keep going to. They know where the jugular is. They're gonna yeah. find the jugular. They're gonna make it quick for you. They are, unless it's a herd of not herd, a pack of lions, and you are a two-ton buffalo. Then it's kind of a little bit riskier there. Mm-hmm. But. And they could confuse me with a buffalo, depending, you know, on. How I've been treating myself lately. But I've always said, some people, I've always said, if I have to die by the hands of an animal or the mouth of an animal, yeah, I will put on a gazelle outfit okay. and frolic through the African Sahara. And the reason I say that is because gazelles, they die very easily from tigers slash lions slash hyenas, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it would kill me quick. I'm a skinny gazelle. What do you think about moving on into the uh, second minute of the movie? Let's do it. All right. All right. Film. So, well, you watch the movie. It's the dub. I watch the film. So. <laughs> also, <laughs> that's a funny line, and um, it makes me want to punch you even harder the way that you were hitting your vape right there because you were holding your fingers up as if you were fine, or sipping a fine tea, and I've never wanted us to be more on camera just so people could see how big of a douchebag you look like. <laughs> I had to use use it for that comment, you know? <laughs> so, there's a fire, and just chaos ensues. Um, Reg manages to get out of there. And the, right off the bat, the the interesting thing is the Umbra hands are... He's pretty much helping Reg. You know, he's yeah. saying, get out of here. You know, I thought maybe we'd have a run-in with this guy, and there'd need to be a fight. But no, he was kind of just moving him along. And he said something along the lines. What was it he said? He was like, he's not here or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and so Nanachi leads them to uh, Bondrud's base. And yeah, I mean, this guy, great villain all the way throughout this thing. He's creepy. He's got the skeleton hands uh, necklace, which turns out to be his whistle. I didn't realize that in season one. It makes a lot more sense now. And that's the hands yep, interconnecting. The hands class um, should have known. We just learn more. There's more conversations about um, Nanachi, or Nanachi looking at Reg and seeing that his incinerator basically has three uses left. What did you think of that? I was very upset by that. See, my first instinct was like, okay, that feels cheap because we've never heard anything like this in season one. Um I'm giving it a little bit of a slide because obviously most of it was just Reg and Rico by themselves. Mm-hmm. Rico clearly didn't know this. And Reg obviously doesn't know because he doesn't really remember right. anything. 
he's been with Nanachi for a while, but I, you know, maybe she, I'll allow the fact that they've not known each other that long. And she's just now really examining him. They say, what do you think about this whole base here? Just the, you know, it's kind ter- of the setup. It's terrifying. The, it's, it's pretty scary base. I mean, it's just like a, this is like a prison. And even if you are a guest who, you know, they give you like food and stuff, mm-hmm. I would still be like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> it's very cold, a lot yeah. of stone. It feels like it's just a big, it's compromised or uh, comprised of you walk in and it's one big stone circle hallway. And then like on the inside and maybe on the outside, there's just some rooms. Yeah, and it's like just, I don't think they got too fancy with the blueprint. They just no. went in with the idea of they wanted it to be a circle, and they went from there. Science. And then, um, so with that being said, they show them the toilets, which is essentially just shit into the hole. It's the most efficient outhouse I think I've ever mm-hmm. seen. You ever used an outhouse being down here from the south? Uh... Those porta johns, do those count? No, 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 no. Um, I mean, I've shit in the woods. If uh, you're, listen, first of all, I hate that question. An outhouse is an experience. A porta potty, porta john, as you called it, if you're pooping into a vat of stinky, um, stinky, but still, you know, stinky to be less stinky than the alternative of just a pile of poo. Basically, my point is, if you're pooping into a uh, stinky blue liquid, you're not having an outhouse experience. Okay. Well, this is about as close as I've come to it. When mm-hmm. I was the age of 14 and 15, um, I would go over to the the local neighborhood where all my friends were. We would have slumber parties, um, and at night we would sneak out and be like, "We're oh, we're so rebellious." Yeah. We would go out to the golf courses. Okay. Because it was the neighborhood was in on a golf course or whatever. Or the golf course is on a neighborhood. However, that however you speak of that right and uh you know we, we come to find out that they move the the holes so like on each green they move the hole every morning i didn't know if you knew that and that's most places well i yeah i know that they move them i didn't know every morning that's fun yeah almost every morning and especially on, especially on the weekends maybe it's not hey, every morning hey, but wonder where this is going so we decided when we found that out that we would you know be really rebellious and poop in the golf holes. So we did that multiple times. And we, I like to imagine that the 19 year old that's waking up at four in the morning to go work at his golf course job, just stares at the hole and goes, who did this? <laughs> and has to move it. <laughs> he just, he just looked up and this guy's, why does this keep <laughs> happening to me? It was so many times too. And I wasn't the best at pooping, uh, and just golf holes, especially with people around. I wasn't the best. I was kind of a scared pooper. Was it a squat technique? How- squat technique. Okay. But one of my buddies, Tommy Boy, I've mentioned him before, is an excellent on-the-spot pooper. Yeah. And he had some gnarly, gnarly shits that he would take in these would holes. Would you always get it right in there? Or would there be a time where you kind of missed and it kind of was hanging on the side yeah. and someone kind of had to scoot it in there? Yeah, if it was hanging on the side, we would leave it and let it be like one of those where it's like drenched in. We we made we try to make it look as on purpose as possible, right? Because and then well, we, it, 
you know, there was no way that you couldn't make it look on purpose. No one accidentally just shits in a golf course. Well, well I like to think the first time they're like, what animal did this? And then after like the fifth and sixth time, they knew <laughs> what was going down. Um, by the way, that is not an outhouse experience. Thank you for okay. telling the story. I'll tell you about an outhouse. My grandfather had an outhouse that's a, uh, you know, wood building. We had a crescent moon on our door, a nice crescent moon. Nothing makes me uh, want to poop like uh, seeing a moon. <laughs> And because I'm getting ready to pull out my own moon and sit down on the outhouse. And when you walk inside, it's basically just a wooden platform, you know, just some two by fours, perhaps maybe, you know, supply wood structure of some sort. Okay. And, um, and then you just have probably like a circle saw or something. You just sawed a hole out right on the wood. And then below you would typically have some sort of, uh, canister some sort of bucket to catch what you were putting out there would there be water in the bucket nope no nope, not, so not in my nice. house luckily the outhouses i used were pretty much out of commission okay uh so i couldn't tell you about the whole smell but uh you know it's it feels weird it's one of those things where you it shouldn't feel any different but just knowing it you're like wow i'm really doing something different here did you use pine cones to wipe? Or? No, no, no. There was toilet paper in the outhouse okay. because you got to understand, I'm not that old. So really the outhouse was more just for the outhouse experience, more mm-hmm. so than need to. We had plumbing, but when you get a chance like that, you don't turn it down. Yeah, I'm a little jealous of that. But anyway, did you see the holes for their toilet? They're too big. They, you yeah, could easily fall into one of these. There was no yeah. handles. I mean, very dangerous. It was like they were the poop. Because they could fit inside the entire hole. It really was. So, I love... The poops? The I, No, I moved on. Oh. People probably didn't enjoy that talk too much, I would imagine. Uh, probably spent too much time on it. So, moving on. I love the idea of the staircase in this place. Yes. Because it, from a visual standpoint, it's awesome. All it is is one of those bullshit chains and a dark staircase that leads to like the important shit that you would want to keep under lock and key. But due to the curse of the abyss, you just leave it. Anyone can go up there. Yeah. Anyone can go up there. Dare you to go. But try it. Try it out. See how it works. Love it. And so Rico, um, Rico. There was, uh, the only complaint I have about this whole movie is... Film. Well, yeah, you watched. Well, the movie. this is this is yeah. I watched the movie because I watched the dub. It is a, the contents film, but when you watch the dub, it was a little movieish. And I'm getting ready to complain about a couple things. That's why I'm, you know, movie still there. They sometimes there's a bit of a weird edit. I on this particular one, I will say I think it's probably intentional because they get shown their room, they kind of pass out, and then the next thing Rico's just walking the hallway, and you're like, what? What's going on? Okay. Because she's looking for the other two. She she comes across the staircase. So it didn't show her waking up? and Because from what I saw, she like wakes up. And well, maybe, she, maybe okay. she woke up and the other two were just gone. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. So I guess she just woke up and the other two were gone and went looking for them. And gets the staircase. She says she's looked everywhere else. Starts to go up it. She starts spitting up blood, which isn't great. Bad. And then they just do this thing where she keeps going, and basically, it's just like... It's like the Squidward, uh, the future episode of Squidward. 
kind of future where yeah. he gets and he's in the elevator and he gets sent to like that uh dimension of just white almost yeah it, that's what it turns into yeah the white dimension and it's also like she just gets run through a cheese grater because at first it starts with a little slice on the cheek mm-hmm. and then her whole body just becomes like a cut essentially Ugh. And just now turns out she had passed out before then, I guess, falling back down the stairs. Um, we meet Prushka, by the way. I hadn't Prushka. mentioned that yet. And um, her little sidekick. And a little sidekick. How do you pronounce what, that? Mani? Ma- Mani? Mania. 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 Um, cute little. It's not that cute. Cute. I think this is an adorable animal. Cute actions. The sounds and stuff it made. Very cute. Um... The thing itself, not that cute. I, I would love for this thing to fly on my shoulder. And really? Lick me in the face. Yes. I've seen cuter. Ronnie with a hot t- I've seen cuter. All right. There's cuter. But also, here's another take. People love pugs, and they're not cute. They're just not. Well, a baby and they're like, pug, oh, but they, cute. But they're so ugly, they're cute. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. no, I'm if with that you. was the case, then me and you would get called cute all the time. Puppy pugs. Cute one, because you get to say puppy pugs. Okay, yeah. Um, and two, they are cute. And then, but yeah, like a full grown pug, eh, you know. See, that's what makes this I'll thing so cute to me. It's not that it just looks adorable, but it looks a little fluffy. It's got little wings mm-hmm. and it makes cute little noises. And also, Mania, not that cute of a name. Yeah, they could have made it like. Uh, because if it was Womania, cute, you would have remembered, you would have remembered it. Yeah, you wo- didn't. Womania or something. I don't like the man. It's well, too much like a man. Hey, Womania, very terrible. Very terrible name. I'm glad you didn't name it because that's awful. Terrible. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Awful. And um, going up the stairs takes away sense of touch and balance, which are, I think, some underrated senses. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't know you need them until they're gone. I've lost my balance a time or two. But they are like, you know what? We're not going to be held down. They try again. Also, her molar. It's it like yeah. crack, which they did. It was because uh, she was grinding her teeth. Dude, and didn't stop! Know don't say that out loud. Ugh. I don't like the image or the thought of grinding teeth and actually grinding so hard. them until. Just put your teeth together. Uh uh-uh. uh I'm not doing dude, it, dude. Put your. I'm te- not doing it. I'll do it. Put your teeth together and imagine how hard you would have to grind it to break your molar, have chip you, your molar. Have you ever woken yourself up from grinding your teeth from like a dream or something? Because I have and been like, ah, my jaw kind of hurts. Not, I was not near the point of tearing my tooth out. Well, here's the good news. Due to the state of my nose, I'm a mouth breather when it sleeps, so I don't think I, they do too much grinding. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't had too much grinding. Yeah, not a whole lot of grinding anywhere on me. So non, non-achieving... Besides uh, cheese what? grinding. What? Uh, well, that's grating, but... <laughs> You get your GR words mixed up. That's fine. Uh, meanwhile, Nanachi and uh, Bondrude are reconnecting. And this was interesting because... This is a sweet relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they they do a good job of kind of... Because from what we saw in season one, they didn't seem like they knew each other. Here, they're kind of like old co-workers in a way. Yeah, there was one part in season one where it kind of shows that she was helping him. They, but they didn't go too much in it at all. They do kind of in, um, insinuate that after the whole thing with her and Mitty, 
she was there for a little bit while longer because they show Mitty like in a room and saying that, you know, they've revived her so many times and Nanachi's still roaming around. So they did kind of leave that there, but we still didn't really know the nature of that. I guess I'll say it just in case I forget to mention it later. We basically find out that she was essentially forced, basically, to help him perform some fucked up operations. And, and what's sad about it is she was forced to, but she feels guilty about it because she could have probably left sooner, but just kept going along with it. I got the. That's um, how I kind of. I got that. the feeling that she was having to have to bide her time. To where yeah. she could get Mitty and leave, she couldn't just leave. That was whew. that kind of that kind of brings me back though when people, you know, are forced to do terrible things, but they kind of get lost in the sauce yeah. and forget that they're actually doing terrible things because they're they become semi numb to it. Right. So that brings me back to uh, it's kind of like your masturbation addiction, but yeah. Oh God, that yeah, I've become so numb to that. This hand is just... It's not kind of like it used to. I've had to switch it up. Go to the other hand. But no, it brings me back to like the owl in Attack on Titan. How he talks about him cutting fingers and stuff. He's like... At some point, he was just like, what am I even doing? Right. Yeah. He's just like numb to it. Yeah, you remember I got quite irked by that. Because like, <laughs> he was on a timeline and he's just like... I'll just spend 13 years just cutting off fingers. I'll make my move. Talk about procrastinating. Yeah. That's literally like say a project, like a teacher being like, all right, you've got 13 years to complete this project. And you just being like, well, I'm just going to dick around for 12, 12 years and 11 months. Yeah, 13 years. I don't need to get started until 12 and a half years yeah. from now. Meanwhile, we see Reg strapped down for experiments. Uh, I didn't like how this uh, first night, you know? First night, yeah, they they got fooled so hard, like it was just a little. You think obviously I know they were probably exhausted, but first night, be a little skeptical, right? Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, do a little. I, I like to think Bondrude's just thinking the whole time. Science rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, luckily, um, what did you think about the method of not or uh, not not Rico? And uh, Prushka getting up the stairs. They obviously use mania. I, I, did you kind of understand what was going they, on? It's kind of confusing. So apparently, me. you could rub her feathers, okay, and be able to see like little pockets of the curse, pockets of safe haven in the curse, yeah, to where it doesn't affect you. Which I thought was really cool because it it made me think: Did is mania is that a hollow as well? Do you know the creature? Yeah. Well, what did we decide a hollow was exactly? The reason I say that is because Mitty, uh, well, Nanachi is a hollow, and I guess she she oh. can talk and stuff. But the reason I'm saying that is because Mitty, they used Mitty to heal. She had Mitty actually had healing properties that healed uh, Rico. Yeah. That made me think, oh, maybe this mania, even though it probably is just a creature, but maybe it is a hollow, and it's like properties of usefulness is finding little pockets of... Because that was something we got wrong in season one. The way that Nanachi initially said it, we were like, are hollows people that come from 
off somewhere elsewhere off the island, but then they talked about it in this one. It does seem like it's just anyone who's altered by the yeah. curse or something like that. Because she calls herself a hollow, which is a good name for the ones who are like Mitty, for example. Like that, off I could see the word hollow. Not that she is a hollow isn't, herself, isn't hollow, but I yeah. guess she's still a hollow because she's been altered significantly. Yeah. I don't. That's an interesting. I definitely, if I had to guess, I would say Mania's just a uh, creature from down here. But I don't know. But they managed to get up to uh, Reg just in time. They escape, and I mean they're cutting off his arm. They're the weird, creepy shit continues. What do you in, mean in this film? What uh, do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah, I mean. Which instance would you like for me to talk about? There's not hardly any in this. We could talk about... Besides her drawing a penis. That was the only one. We could I talk think. about her drawing a penis. We could talk about uh, Rico talking about when Reg's penis grows. How then well, she followed... Pruska followed that up with, oh, that's like my daddy's. She did not um, say that. Well, Unless, she well, said she, that. She might have said that in the dub. She, she said, said that, She says, said that in the movie, the dub. In the sub, she says, "Oh, that's a papa rod." <laughs> so that made me. And just that's think why she it's a saying, film for cool lines like that. That's why it made me think her saying "papa rod," which is just an awesome term. I'm going to start um, using. I'm not done yet. Uh, there's also Reg being his penis being strapped up into a vacuum system, getting his urine, and then spending a lot of time on discussing that. And then perhaps the weirdest one was in memory of. Uh, Pruska, when it was a picture of her with a ginormous rack, and she's like twelve. Oh yeah, that one was. A little... <laughs> that was so weird. The see the the whole reg thing didn't bother me because I'm like, oh, they're doing science experiments. Like they're they're doing anything and everything. That's these guys are weird as fuck. That's kind of normal for what they're doing. But the whole the. To me, the drawing the penis just seemed unnecessary and talking about his stiffy and then the papa rod saying and then the the rack of Prushka was so anime. I mean, that was weird. So anyway, they get the hell out of there. Um, it was pretty easy. It's almost They kind of let him go. It, yeah, they It's Which, such a weird situation. Makes I mean, doesn't make sense in the sense that I feel like they could have stopped them there. And at this point, it's just, they can't go anywhere. It's not like they can yeah. go up. This place is only so big, only so wide. So they know, like, well, they can't go down. They can't go up. We're going to find them eventually. But it still seems like you would, you know, why go on a wild goose chase if well, you don't have to? It's because Papa Bondrude, he loves them. And he doesn't want to do that to him. So they set up a trap that includes some like scary spider things. This was cool, you know. That these kids, they really are smart. Yeah. Because there's times. This was also um, what I thought I had a complaint about the movie slash film. Is there were many points where they were talking about something, and I kind of thought that I knew what they were talking about or how something worked, but at the same time, I was like. Am I getting this? Do I really understand what's going on? And so then after the thing, I went and kind of looked at the wiki. Turns out pretty much every time I knew what they were saying, but they just 
talk about it so quick, mm-hmm. and it's things that we've never heard about before, like the um, the Zoaholic or whatever it is. They just real quick they'll get some lines in there, and we rarely even see it. But I still it turns yeah. out I kind of knew what it did, but. I and wasn't that, sure that I did, if that makes sense. And that's what makes me think that, not that it was rushed, but turning this into a film and not having extra episodes, those things were kind of condensed, and they just did them, did buy those real quick. Real quick. That's where I think sometimes when they, when these companies turn stuff into films, they they almost not miss things, but they definitely make things go by quicker. Like even that that happens with like any anime really where it's like it, I I would almost rather it just be episodes. To me, it's the kind of thing where I feel like I was locked in and I still barely got it. If anyone you know went to get up and do something, or they would have been completely lost. They would mm-hmm. have been like, "Wait, what? How is he controlling these people?" Because we'd never like we didn't hear about it in season one. It was all just like they went down to a new area and they dropped ten new things on us. You know, quick and to the movie's credit, and this is more like a film. They it moved really well. Like the pacing was good. Yeah. There was no slow parts. Like I was kind of surprised with how much they were doing. You know, important stuff the whole time. And, and going back to you saying that these kids are smart, there was one comment that I realized I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I didn't even realize she she memorized like every relic before she even went on this journey. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. That just shows like how dedicated she actually was to, I yeah, guess, moving down. Because like this part right here, I feel like in another movie this would be the point they escape, and then there's just a lot of dilly dallying for like twenty to thirty minutes before they come back. Where in this case they leave, they follow right after, and then we get one of the cooler scenes in the um, the film here. And, and this is one. There's a few instances where it's more just Bondru just standing there and walking around where I see some CGI and I'm like, oh, that looks a little off. Like, that doesn't go... I was like, that's not the cleanest of looks. But when they start fighting, you can tell is where they really spent their efforts of right. animating it, where it looks just awesome. Even a lot of just the like nature shots or like the fighting, you can tell that it was amped up from the TV. Like, they oh, put yeah. their effort into it. Um, but yeah, they get this trap. A bunch of the Umberhands... Die. Bondrew doesn't care. Doesn't give a frick. Coolest motherfucker out there. He's chill. Chill as can be. Gets out of whatever situation he was in. We got a bit of a duel on our hands, and I loved this thing. With his, especially, this is where, one of the best dub parts, just him going, remarkable. <laughs> Marvelous. Yes. <laughs> I didn't watch, the, I'm sure it's awesome in the dub. But I I did love that part where he's just talking the whole time. Like right. he's just like, wow, this is y'all are really good. Like, it was just funny being yeah. in English, and he just keeps they're just sending everything at him. He's just like remarkable, marvelous. He really is a great villain. What did you think? First of all, the move to get him you know down into the water, and then Reg using you know his arm is basically like a slingshot catapult thing to just send him flying up to the cursed fucks him up was awesome yeah and then just drops the rock right on top of him and so right then at that point what were you thinking were you like it's okay. like holy shit they just ended him i was like they're they're gonna move on and that was the I, I really thought i was like wow they did that quick and now we're just gonna keep going down because of our theories 
I was like, oh shit, so he's not even the worst bad... I was like waiting for us to like come across Liza or some shit. Because mm-hmm. we got some crazy theories about her. But, um, but no, what ended up happening was pretty cool as well. The Umberhand just walks over, takes the helmet off, puts it on, and just morphs back into... Once I saw that, I was like... Andre. Uh, I, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, "Fuck!" There's, they're, they're not gonna beat this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you do at that point? And so then, this, this is where things get a little crazy. It's one of the, he kind of explains the whole idea of making dissension down is love, which they kind of touched on in season one. You know, yep. that was kind of his theory. He pretty much says it right here that to come out of something like mostly unscathed that's what you gotta have classic stories oldest time love mm-hmm. wins at the end it's beautiful Tear and up. he basically you know takes prushka lets them be and says we'll see you soon so as soon as he said that were you thinking this guy's not as bad as he seems no i knew this guy was just how how crazy is it though that because when he said that I saw where it was going yeah after Pre- the after... monstrosities of season 1 I was like well I see how this is <sighs> working because when you see because they they laid it right there out for you you knew you what drop was a happen. she watched her dad fight these three kids we drop a rock on his head he's bulging out of his suit and she's still like Fa- father dad daddy <sighs> That's and just the like, most uh, fucked up things. And his, his, you know, his voice is so Paparazzi. dead and cold, even when he's saying things that aren't dead, like, oh, Prushka, oh, my, my daughter. My, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he has no emotion behind his voice. And I don't know if I wrote it down here, but at some point they have the whole conversation of, I guess it was when uh, Nanachi was talking with him. And she was asking, like, well, she says she's your daughter, is that... And he goes on this whole tangent of, I like to think of family as not being just blood. Mm-hmm. But, you know... In my head, he said sacrifice. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he said that, but looking back on it, he was just basically setting yeah, it up. Yeah, I just heard, my sacrifice! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at the most confused part, or this is where I got the most confused, they go back, they've devised this plan, um, they stroll in, and Reg does something with the electricity. Mm-hmm. What did you think about all this? Did you know what was going on? No, this is where I was definitely the okay. most confused as well. All right. So I think if we were to criticize the film, this would be the point. This was what I didn't know what they were doing. Did he essentially just suck up the energy? So, you tell me what you know about the Zoaholic. Not much at all. Just, okay. It's like, basically controls things. But this is is what I took from him doing it, though, is that he just unplugged a certain part and just sucked up the energy that was going from it or going to it. And uh, and that's fine, but then I was like, what do you think they thought was happening? I don't know. I'll be honest. This whole... 10 minutes section right here yeah 
I had not much of a clue of anything that was going on. So let me try and help you out and then help anyone else out who was confused. So they show, they literally show the Zoa. They talk about it some, and then they show it like one time. Do you remember seeing it? Yeah. The big like tube thingy. Like membrane. Slash, yeah, membrane. Pink, yeah. pink and green or whatever. So it says it only opens up when it's being used. Okay, and so the that's... whole idea is that it allows the user to transplant their mind into other living beings, spreading the consciousness through the bodies. So the Ubra hands, they're just black whistle delvers yep. that Bond Druids captured, stolen, you know, whatever. And then he takes them and, you know, basically, for lack of a better term, plugs them up to this thing transfers his consciousness and that's why he's able to switch yeah they're all connected his thoughts are essentially their thoughts they can pass thoughts to other extensions see Um, and this is what scared me into thinking oh god he's gonna try to do this with reg or rico right but so yeah it says that it protects itself when inactive i don't know if electricity has anything to do it doesn't seem like it it just seems i don't know but and then it also says that um humans are incapable of enduring the division of their consciousness and thus after a short while of using the zoholic abnormalities begin to surface including the subjects going insane so that at least helped me because then i was like why is he a huge scary lizard man and at first i thought it was because he'd been down to the sixth layer and it was something about the curse turns out i don't think it is i think it's purely off this machine i believe Mm -hmm. that he really has not been down further than this yeah that's that's kind of what i got from it too i don't because they make a point also while i was like well is this thing plugged up to electricity they make the point to show that when he reg cuts the power that all the umber hands start like disconnecting or like losing their shit like they don't they go offline yeah essentially and that's because it's not all connected to where they're not where they're all like a hive mind essentially right but the part i'm still fuzzy at is how the electricity has anything to do with the uh zoholic maybe the maybe those connectors each go into the consciousness of yeah. one of the umber hands and that's how they're all connected to that one right. central thing um I also, did you get the feeling around this point, I guess when he hadn't really touched Rico at all, this is where I kind of thought that, I think he even says to Prushka, this is the White Whistle's daughter at one point. He he tells her that one of them is the kid of a White Whistle. Did you get like the... And that's before they're even there, because yeah. he, he okay, knew yeah, they were coming. It. Mm-hmm. Whether that was because of... And that's because he can see through Nanachi. Can he? Yes. Does he say that? That's a, it... that's like at the end, too. Nanachi goes, oh, he'll be able to see everything. We, he'll be a part of this journey because he can see everything that I do. Okay. But, which I, I'm still fuzzy on how that works, but I had the feeling that he, he not once was going to do anything to Rico. Okay. Did you get that at all, or did you think eventually he would try to do something? Well, honestly, I don't 
No, because I don't think he has a need for her per se. Unless he, the only reason is maybe experiment on her, like he did with the other kids slash Hollows. He wants Reg because of the technology, and then I think he just purely wants Nanachi just because he's got some you know weird Success. bond with her, and and she's like one of the her. only successful right cases. Yeah, exactly. But it made me think, oh God, is he like friends with Liza? Right. Well, it definitely he. Definitely knows Liza. Yeah. And he somehow knows, unless... I guess he could know that that's Liza's daughter, based if he can see, you know, through Nanachi, they've talked about that, and he was able to put two and two together. Or maybe it's even more spelled out there how he knows her because he knows Liza that well, and she's told him, or something like that. Because that's the other thing. Rico made the point when he was she was talking to Prushka... Rika's completely fine and doesn't even... She straight out said, I don't even know if my mom was the one who sent the note, but someone did. And I really don't even so much care about going to see her as much as I am just want to go see what's down there. And I mm-hmm. like going on adventures. That's how she said it. She's With drawn, those two. She's drawn to the abyss. And then, okay, the other thing is they talk about him turning things into basically the Pruskas before Pruska cartridges. Dude, stop that. (laughs) Don't call it that. That's what they call it. (laughs) And Uh, this is, uh, they're like in his backpack. Yeah. It's like, it's literally like a fucking cartridge printer cartridge. And the way it was, uh, they remove all body parts that aren't, or uh, necessary organs to live. So so it's essentially a suitcase f- full of important organs. Yeah. They cut off all the limbs and then... Oh, dude. Well, and I mean, it's all in the name of love, though, as we come to find out. Right. And I still... What exactly does that give him? Wasn't it giving him the ability during fights wasn't he using part of the cartridges to i i don't know if it just gives him the because he also has and i didn't i mean i saw it when he it happened in the film but i didn't exactly realize what i was watching when i went and read up on it he had you know it was like connected to his elbow or something he shoots it out at him Mm -hmm. he essentially has a relic like reg's incinerator did you yeah. realize that, or did you connect it's, the fact it's that not, that's what it was? But it's not as good as regs, though. It's definitely smaller, so I could see that that's you know perhaps what's going on. But yeah, he's got one of those two. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what the cartridge does. Um, but anyway, the we see Prushka's backstory, which isn't sad at all. So I was glad they showed us that. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> it. There's just some parts. I feel like I was more shocked and sad from the end of season one. I kind of expected this to be sad, but it's just, there's something about this show that makes me feel a way that I don't think I've felt in any other. No, I was thinking sometimes when I'm uh, watching something, I think about what I'm going to say on the podcast. And the whole time I was watching this was, I was like, well, my line throughout the podcast is just, I don't have fun watching this show. No. It's like a, 
it's like driving by a car wreck when y- you really don't want to see, but also you have to see yeah. like what's going on. Yeah, and I would even, I would say this is like a multi, multi car uh, pileup, <laughs> and everyone is just squished, and you see everything. That's Fantastic, what I really yes think. As if we weren't having a hard enough time. Thank you, Chadley. But yeah, we see she is just another one of, I guess, the run-of-the-mill kids that he had and was sending down there. Um, she came back up, was horribly screwed up. Dude, but- this, yeah, this is where the, this... <laughs> it just gets me, man. <laughs> it gets me into like a whole... It really makes you... It's confusing. I need to hear like a fully... Like whoever wrote this, I want to hear his whole... Exp- his or her whole explanation of this whole thing because it's very trippy and i know i know for a fact the person that did like they're probably pretty smart and i would i would even i wouldn't be afraid to say that this person might have thought about doing this type of stuff we might want to put this person down between how they're coming up with this stuff and then some of the other uh concerning stuff i don't know i i don't know and it makes it I hate what I hate about this. Whatever they put out next, I'm watching. But it's also the kind of show where if they came out and said, things fell apart, we can't do season two of Made in Abyss, I would go, thank God. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, it's just him showing love and affection, essentially. It's almost like he's confused with love and his affection other, without love and affection without love and affection but it's like he's confused with his own subconscious and it's just it's so terrifying like I, that's the only word i have is just terrifying all the lo- it's purely just through actions essentially because the, the, there's no love in his voice or love in i mean we don't see their whole relationship but whatever prushka becomes after you know, being experimented on, she doesn't know any better. So that's all she just thinks of him as Papa. And she didn't even know what was going on. Like, that's the interesting thing too. She's been force fed basically her memories. Yeah. Because she tells Rico earlier on when talking about mania. Yeah. Papa gave him to me when I was 10. But when we see in the flashback, she was hiding behind or like hiding in corners couldn't even speak yeah when he gave her no hair or anything and then when she finally started you know it helped her develop some he just told her that that was a big day for her that was her 10th birthday i mean there's no way she might be eight i there's we don't know that was him being nice He's, so, he's a good from what I'm getting by this he's not as bad of a guy as we think he's he is. He's not as bad as we think. Did the did the black whistles willingly? I don't think so. Okay. Why cuz why would they? I mean that's a fair point. I just don't I think it's just his own like now maybe I don't know this whole uh it says his name was Guerra. I don't know his whole situation. He might have been helping a partner of some sort. Helped him get the first Umbra hands, and then he just made him one himself. Like, turned turned on him. But yeah, I mean, so we get the final showdown, um, which was cool. Just the whole uh, reg turning into whatever 
comic book character he did. It didn't even Ghost Stallion. It didn't even really fit with the animation, but it was you know something to behold. And uh, I thought and it, it was, did. They said something about that releasing like his true power, and I was like, wait, what? True. Pa- he he also says something like he makes it seem like someone else with inside of him helped guide him to helped guide him to remember how to use certain things. I, I think that was his one of his sayings. He said that they helped him remember things. So you want my crazy thing okay. here? What if Reg is someone's umbra hand? And he, someone's controlling got, him this entire time. Maybe they haven't split themselves into... You think it's Liza? Well, I mean, that's really the only person I could guess at this point. Um, they haven't split their consciousness so many times. So, whereas we saw Bondrude's umbra, they were just going around saying like one, two words at a time. Rico's or uh, Reg's got a little bit more to him, and that's even creepier because he's been getting a stiffy from Nanachi's fur and from uh, what's her name, Rico. So that means Liza well, has been getting a stiffy, and that's probably that's probably not the case. Just because he, um, it seems like if that was the case, he could have had these other moves unlocked the whole time, and he made it seem like they weren't unlocked until he got the electricity jolt so i don't know exactly what all's going on there but uh what did you think of kind of the whole fight where um like the umber hand goes dives at him they fall down and then you know, he goes back up such and, a cheap move by that dick bag i know i was so mad bondrew all of a sudden becomes venom and uh, shooting out like black sticky web to capture things yeah he captured him for sure. He captured him while he was in that black stallion mode, right? Yeah, as far as fights go, I uh, I liked the one the after first they one. first escaped mm-hmm. more. But this was still fine, and then obviously uh, it was just one of those things where it felt kind of anticlimactic when they finally did kill him, because it's just... Rico. Well, uh, well, Rico does. I mean, that was grabs cool. his yeah, other yeah, hand, he, right? She, she gets kind of split up, so I take that back. She gets split up Ghost grabs the hand and then basically, I guess, hits the incinerate button. Mm-hmm. Who knew that there well, was a button? Then he you know? said, "That was in, that was marvelous. The fact that you could <laughs> use that that, which makes me think he tried to use the incinerator uh, okay. while the hand was off and he couldn't. Which then makes me think that she has some weird connection of why she was able to use it and he wasn't. Okay, and it might be the love connection <laughs> with Rick. So they do all that. Then there's the very uncomfortable scene where uh, Pruska's suitcase starts spewing out blood. Um, Mania's licking up the Dude, blood, that, which kind of made me uncomfortable. When Mania walks over, walks over, waddles over, does whatever she does, or he does. I'm sorry for assuming his or her gender. Yeah, it's wrong. But of you. when he or she walks over there and is like making all the noises and I'm like, Oh, this is sad. And then starts licking. I'm like, well, this is not as sad as it was. Yeah. Five seconds don't ago. lick it. You know, if you're making the sounds, that's uh, one thing. Just, don't lick it up. And that, it just reminds me of, this is just a, this is a cat thing. Cats do not care mm. about you. If you died, listen, I love my cat and it, but, five, 5% of the time it loves me too. But, but I watched you walk in and it hiss and run yes. away at you. 
And that, did I dive at it? And yeah, I, I scared it and dove at it. So that's kind of the reason why. But, said, why are you running from me, kitty? And he went. <laughs> but if I died in this household and my corpse was on the couch starting to decay, my cat would come and eat my flesh. That is just what <laughs> cats do. Even if it still had food in the bowl, it would still it just would. be like, screw you, man, and come. And it just shows you that they're not your true companions because a dog would not do that. And then so basically Prushka finds a way to manipulate herself into a white whistle. Which was cool. Well, is didn't wasn't she able to do that because of the connection that she had and the she wanted to go on the Dude, this is what I found from it. She wanted to go on the adventure. Mm-hmm. She wanted Papa Papa Bondrud, Papa Bondrud, Nanachi, Reg, Rico. That's what she wanted. Yep. She finally found a dream Let's that she wanted. see the dawn. Well, guess what? She's going to get it because obviously Reg, Nanachi, and Rico are all going. She is now the white whistle for Rico, and Bondrud can see through Nanachi. So they're, they're yeah. essentially, they're it's doing- a happy ending. It's a happy ending. Yeah, that's what Nanachi tells her. She knows that Prushka most likely assumed the form of the uh, whistle or stone whatever, to be able to travel along, which is very it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And Bondrud's right there with him. And that's the one thing that I don't really understand. Um, well, did you get the part where... Like, why... We talked about Bondrud. Wasn't his the way he got his white whistle through self-sacrifice? I think so. Which then... But with that guy, what does self-sacrifice even mean? I mean, assuming back then he had a little bit more of his humanity, so maybe it actually did hurt. Um, but yeah, are we... Because obviously Bondrude's still around. Are we going to learn that him and Liza hit it off? He killed Liza, and that was his sacrifice? And I'm only saying that because of the two hands holding each other. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel like this is a lot of stuff that's going to get answered literally first episode next Not Maybe not first episode, but maybe actually. Stuff that will be answered right away. As soon as this I mean, continues. they're going down to the... What does that even look like? I, How are they even able to do that after the way they've talked about it? I don't understand. Well, they're, they'll be able to go down. It's just... There's no chance of going back up. You know what I mean? You really think I, there will be, right? No. There. You don't think so? Well, Reg can go up, but maybe that's the maybe that's the key. You turn into one of those relics at the bottom so you can go up and down as much as you want. But Nanachi and or can Nanachi go up? Because here's where you're not Nanachi <clears throat> can go up, right? Um can she? Well, I mean, she can to a certain extent. But like Reg, Reg can go up as much as he wants, and it doesn't do anything. Right. That's why I think that's the only way that if if there ever is a chance they're going to go back up. Is I mean, Nanachi obviously went up, but did they go? Did she make a point to say that they went up really slowly, or I don't know? She might be able to. And dude, this just brings me back. Any, even the most simple relic, it makes me think that these are previous divers on their journeys. They've maybe even successful or not, and they turned into relics, and now they're little shit relics. 
Because I don't the, know. The other thing is, uh, I feel like in I feel like there's going to be they're going to uncover some way to that they can perhaps go back up. But if they can't, and you're right, and it's only Reg and maybe Nanachi, because they're still telling a story up at the very top. Are they only developing that for them to come down? I don't know, man, because we obviously didn't get any of the up top this film. so. And then they also make a point to say that now... Somehow he got more lives, and Reg now has ten incinerator uses. Yeah, that's and then that's what I was confused about. I don't know if it was because he plugged in and got more of his memories back, (laughs) recharged. Which would be interesting if he could recharge. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, now that he has ten left, that made it did make me a lot happier. I was like, okay, we'll have Reg a little bit longer, because the moment that Reg dies in front of Rico. I might have to quit the show Whew. from my feelings. Whew. You, and it's not that she, she mentions... You think Reg dies in front of Rico or Rico dies in front of Reg? I think way. if I I think if I had to put money on it, I'd put it the other way. Okay. Well, what about not that she's seeing Mitty again? She said in this film. Yeah, they make a real point to keep talking about that too. And I don't... I think when she dies, she might see her, but... Other than that, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I don't... It's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. It hasn't got weird yet, but it will get weird. Well, it's already gotten weird. (laughs) Think about going down. Uh, Think about where they have to go into a... How many layers are there again? Green-eyed abyss submarine to get down to the next part. You just know it's getting even weirder. What did you say? How many layers are there? Do you remember? Eight, maybe? Okay, so they they were Don't at the fifth, now they're going to the sixth, correct? Yeah. Or something like... I don't know, there was... I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Um, yeah. Alright, you got anything else? I think that's about it. If anyone else has seen this film, you know, send us, our, send us your thoughts, let us know what we got wrong... I'm sure we got a lot of shit wrong. Yeah, it was a lot to take yeah. in. Um, I didn't get didn't get to watch it twice. We wanted to get this one out. We had that open spot in our schedule. Now it's time to start gearing yeah. up for Attack on Titan. But it really would help to watch this twice and then yeah. even discuss it more because there's a lot in it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm excited for season two, but I'll be there for season two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll cover season yeah. two. It, it's. It's great. It's good storytelling, and it's great visuals, and just a very unique story. Very and unique. Just, it's just so, never seen anything like it. Can, it's so hard and depressing to watch. <laughs> All right, uh, you can follow us at Podcast Chronic on Twitter, and send us an email at thepodcastchronicles at gmail Join the Discord. Subscribe on the YouTube. YouTube. Got anything else for us? Thumbs us up on YouTube. We're. Uh, we're losing the viewership there. I, well, might have to do with you posting videos 10 days after we've released them on podcast channels, but sure, go ahead and uh, make your case there. I have been Ronnie. And I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.